Hello music fans, and welcome to the Album Nerds Podcast, where three friends sit around and attempt to introduce you to some cool new albums, and sometimes rediscover some overlooked gems. I'm Scott, the newbie on the team. Today we've got two new release recommendations for you. We'll be taking a listen to the new Brent Cobb and King Tough. As usual, let's say hi to our resident musicologists, Andy and the Dude. Hello fellas, what's going on today? What it is. Welcome to the show, Scott. Glad uh, glad to have you here, man. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. The dude, what do you got going? Oh, you know, looking forward to uh, this new dynamic. Put a little pizzazz in the old Album Nerds podcast. Get rid of the tired, universally panned, lengthy, loud hello <laughs> that I would uh, bring us <laughs> with every show. <laughs> Sprinkle a little seasoning. Yeah. Yeah, people didn't like that. All right, so we're going to start with the King Tough album. Looks like the name is The Other. So what uh, what, what kind of music are we talking about here, Andy? Yeah, he's a pretty interesting guy. Uh, he started up doing like a garage rock pop sound. And on this record, we're talking about The Other. He's moving more into like a psychedelic rock sound, which is a kind of interesting transition for him. How long has he been around? Yeah, he's been around since 2006. Uh, he's put out his fifth record. Um, the album before this I really dug, it was called, uh, Black Moon Spell, which is much more of a garage rock sound, um, a little goofy. He's kind of got this persona, this kind of like spooky, uh, cartoonish character he plays. Gotcha, gotcha. So what, uh, what, what's the lead track you want to, you want us to hear? What's, what's going to give us the overall, uh, the raw feel for what he's, what he's been doing here. Yeah, let's uh, jump in and play the first single from this record. Uh, this is called Psycho Star. Oh, sorry. That was King Tut. Sorry, guys. All right. Just <laughs> over, Scott. Uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, once again, dude sucks. All right, now... <laughs> Now we're going to listen to the right song. I I apologize. Nice. Swords of Discover, Mandy. Um, yeah, like I was saying, I was kind of into his previous record, and he's been teasing singles from this record uh, since the beginning of the year. Uh, this finally came out on April 13th on Sub Pop Records. He's got that um, very iconic nasally vocals there, and uh, combined some really nice soaring guitars and harmonica and saxophone to the mix here. It's a really big adventures feeling record. Um, the topics he covers are a lot about, uh, the planet, technology, and creativity. Um, the lines on that track we just heard there, watching the wind blow, watching it rain so hard, watching the fire getting higher on a strange little star. You know, he's talking about, uh, humanity's effects on the, the planet and, uh, what we're doing to it. Man. Dude, have you had a chance to take a listen to this? Or oh, yeah, what's your, yeah. What's your take? I listened to it uh, quite a few times. It's it's more disco-y than I anticipated. It's really not what I pictured when I saw the album cover. 
he's wearing the sorting hat from Harry Potter. Uh, so I wasn't really, I thought it'd be more fantastical perhaps, but no, it's, it was good. It's interesting. The guy is certainly interesting. I went back and listened to his older albums, the Garage Rock albums, which is sort of means a different thing than it used to and sort of psychedelic. But this is, uh, I, I didn't like his older stuff nearly as much as this. Much more accessible, groovy, and uh, yeah, I was totally new to King Tough, but you know, fun listen. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like that. I like that track a lot. That was, I marked that as one of my top three. I, I don't know. He doesn't seem to have a very. I mean, like I said, I hear Andy talk about the nasally piece, mm-hmm. but in terms of being a distinctive voice, the, the, he kind of sounded the same. Yeah. I, I don't know if I heard the uh, the uniqueness. That was one of my thoughts. It was it felt a little samey on a lot of the songs. Andy, what what about you? I mean, you're a fan, so fans see this differently. We're new to this guy, so how'd that play into it for you? Do you hear a lot of nuance? Well, I think what makes this interesting stand out from the rest of it is the production style and the kind of the richness to these tracks. He recorded this in his home studio and played a lot of the instruments himself, so this is really just rich, layered texture throughout the record that is not really common Mm. um, in his earlier work. So that's kind of what got me exciting about it. There's also some nice little cameos. Um, Michael Cronin plays saxophone on a couple of these tracks. Ty Seagal actually plays drums on the whole record. Yeah, I don't know. I Like I said, they, you know, maybe the vocals aren't his strongest suit. I think his songwriting is probably his best quality. But you saw a... Uh... You saw a, a maturation, a, an evolution from his last pe- his last album to this. Is that what I'm hearing? A little more of a, a change? Yeah, a pretty big shift, I would say. This might be a little bit more accessible. Would you oh, say yeah, so? The, the last, I listened to that last one, the one you mentioned now. I can't remember the name, but yeah, it was difficult for me to get through because his voice was even more nasally on that one with this kind of more crunchy, heavy guitar. And I was not, maybe because this was my first experience with him i like this guy better than that guy personally i definitely i don't know if it's maturation (laughs) or just figuring out how to not be annoying (laughs) but that's what it felt it was very grating the last record for me yeah the the the, this album seems very cerebral yeah yeah i think that's uh, a fair uh, assessment there scott why don't we jump in and play one more cut from this record? This is towards the end of end of the album called Circuits in the Sand. And here he deals with uh, this whole concept of, you know, cell phones and technology, just like filling up every little nook and cranny of our lives with something to do. Uh, he had an interesting quote here. I'm just going to read real quick. No one is ever bored anymore because they can fill up the empty space by exploring the electronic realm. This is an anthem and a call to bring back boredom. Yeah, I, I kind of hear some very interesting. Uh, I don't know what his influences are, but I kind of heard like a uh, you know a Mata Hoople almost in there. Hmm. Scott bringing the big guns. <laughs> That's the old guns. <laughs> <laughs> Mata Hoople, good reference, man. Yeah. 
<laughs> look that up, youngin. Andy, go look that up and listen, okay? <laughs> Mott the Hoople was almost spell that. Uh, Mott the Hoople was almost dried up till David Bowie wrote a song for him. Yeah, you're a Bowie man, Andy. You should know that. If it's a friend of Bowie, I will gladly <laughs> check it out. <laughs> All right, should we wrap this one up here and get our final two cents Absolutely. in on this record? Dude, what do you think? Um, so I read an article where it said this was a psychic reset for him where he just changed the way of his thinking uh, while writing. And I think it's uh, a great reset, sometimes confusing yet coherent. And uh, it's worth a listen for anyone that likes this genre and wants to experiment a little bit. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. I think it's uh, definitely quality music the whole way through the album from start to finish. You know, There's some uh, very unique pieces in there that kind of complement each other very nicely. But uh, I think just from a commercial standpoint, you know, like I said, I think if he had that uh, that other half to his creative yin-yang thing, you know, some kind of Rick Rubin person to come in and really take him commercial, he could really do some great stuff. But I think, uh, you know, again, flying under the radar, he's, he's total quality. Yeah, yeah, I would uh, third all of those comments. It's definitely an uh, enjoyable record. Probably one of my favorites of the year so far. It gets a little preachy at, at times, but uh, still really enjoyable. You want to tell us uh, where they can find out some more about King Tough? You betcha, yeah. I was just about to do that full album on Spotify, Google Play, Apple, Apple Music, some tracks and videos on YouTube. Uh, definitely check this guy out. Available to buy at the Sub Pop on LP, CD, cassette, digital download, whatever you need. And he's touring in the UK over the summer and back in the US in the early fall. If he's in your town, check him out. Word up. Right. Shall we move on to our second selection here, man? Yes, the dude has brought to the table Mr. Brent Cobb, Providence Canyon. So uh, what is this guy about? What, what do you have for us? Well, we've talked about Brent on the show before, if anyone heard those programs. We talked about his last album, which Andy and I both loved, called um, Shine on Rainy Day. But he's an American neo-traditionalist country artist from Nashville. Uh, well, he was in, he's from Georgia, but he spent a lot of time in Nashville writing songs for other artists. Uh, Luke Bryan, Kelly Pickler, J- Kenny Chesney, Miranda Lambert, Little Big Town, Oak Ridge Boys. Big names. He was wow. he was writing songs for his cousin, Dave Cobb, is a mega country producer of Chris Stapleton and Sturgill Simpson and a lot of well-known uh, country acts as well as Rival Sons, which is a blues rock band that we love on the show. So that connection just sealed the deal for me with Brent Cobb, and uh, I love him. I love him, love him. It's funny you say that. When I listened to his album, I, I heard, I, I thought of Rival Sons when you when I listened to the album oh. because I heard the, the distinct, you know, when we listened to Rival Sons that first time, we heard the distinct influences yep. from, from, I mean, they were very blatant. And in this album, too, I saw probably a solid half dozen of influences. Where I, went, I know that. I know that work. It's, uh, it's definitely coming through there. Did you get to take a listen to it there, Andy? What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I thought this was an interesting evolution for him. It's a little bit bigger sound than his previous record, which isn't really a bad thing, I wouldn't say. He's he's incapable handser with his uh, with Dave Cobb. Excellent. Well, sounds like we have a, a clip you want to play there, dude. Yep. And I'll just a quick overview. The album came out May eleventh, twenty eighteen. Fresh off the press. Yep. In that Chris Stapleton uh, outlaw country country rock sort of deal in Providence Canyon. Uh, I'm going to play the title track. Sounds familiar. This song's the similar, a more similar style to the 2016 release, Shine On Rainy Day. Uh, this is a song about enjoying the simple things in life. It's about a place that actually exists in Georgia, Providence Canyon. So let's give it a spin. 
you think of that yeah i think it's one of my one of the standout tracks from the record um it definitely has more of a, a country vibe on this track whereas some of the other songs have a little bit more of like an upbeat tempo to them both are good you know that's that's a little bit more intimate sounding there as opposed to some of the other songs are a little bit more like maybe you would hear in like a bigger stadium concert environment but yeah good stuff from him for sure yeah i heard uh, i heard definitely the what it appeared to me to be like the very early days of the eagles i heard like that first eagles album in there a lot mm-hmm. you know, and it, he does he does obviously refer to okay. georgia a lot which i then refer back to zach brown because he does that a lot as well but uh yeah so that's uh like i said that's a, that's a quality track uh the thing with it is brent cobb has a great delivery the songs never feel kind of like rushed and when he lays into that, like some of that swampy groove in some of these songs, he can do the outlaw country kind of deal. There's some songs in here, thirty out six, that has an outlaw country sort of "Don't you hit on my woman" sort of vibe. <laughs> There's songs about drinking too much, but there are also songs about friendship, family, missing home, and he is so relatable. Uh, a great lyrical songwriter, even though sometimes it's about the same old stuff you've heard about before. He does it. Great justice. What do you you know? What do you guys think about that? Did you do you have the same feelings of warmth about this guy and this album? Even though I know Andy, we loved the last one. This has the same bones with a little bit different skin. Yeah, this was my this is my first experience with him, and I really really like this album. I I heard like you said the the relatability piece. And I heard a, a storytelling, you know, when you talk about, you know, don't mess with my woman kind of thing. You know, there was parts in there where I kind of said, this is very much a Skinner, give me three steps kind of storytelling where you can see the whole incident happening. You know, you, the, some very cool, again, the upbeat pieces with the Skinner thoroughgood feel. Then there were some more country songs that had like a little more of a Charlie Daniels rebel feel to it that had, a, you know, again, lots of good stuff on this album all, all the way around. Yeah, I really enjoyed hearing some of the some of the details. He's he lives in Nashville right now. Is that? I believe so. Yeah, that's right. I know it's a really vibrant, um, you know, country and all country scene right there. And he gets into a lot of like the details of just what it's like to live there and be surrounded by all these musicians yeah. and and kind of like out touring with a lot of these guys, which is kind of cool to get that insider's perspective on on what it's like to be on the road and. And kind of steeped in that musical culture of Nashville, songs like "King of Alabama." Yeah, actually, I think it was the f- was that the first single, or I, I heard that one pretty early on. That was really interesting. It was it's cool? It's cool to get a little bit of background on country, and I don't, it's not something I know a ton about. Um, so it's felt like a little bit of a musical education listening to this record. Yeah, it was about a specific guy, um, a guy I forget the name off the top of a my singer head. he idolized, right? Yeah, someone he idolized and. Um, the guy was murdered in like a bar scuffle, was shot, and that's not what the song is about. The song's about this guy who's from Alabama and him as a performer and a guy, a great guy and stuff. And I think it's a cool tribute. Yeah, I really like that cut. Uh, 
Ain't a Road Too Long. Mm-hmm. I thought that one was a nice, uh, funky beat. Great hook on it. Good stuff all around. All right, so Very sh- good. Play one more cut. Let's, yep, let's do it. Let's uh, play Morning's Gonna Come. This is more of a party song and a little less of the introspective thing. truth ain't it the truth very good very good. have a party at the bar and then the next day sucks <laughs> very good so what's the final word on this fellas dude what's your final word i think it's pretty clear i freaking love it it's gonna be among my top favorite albums of the year i like it more every time i listen to it the last record has a very special place in my heart but this one is uh finding its own place so excellent thumbs up to Old Brett Cobb. All right, Andy. Yeah, it's something I really en- ended up really enjoying it too. Is um, as much as I loved his first record, which maybe is a little more intimate, maybe a little bit more um, pulling on the heartstrings. There, this one's really well polished up, well, and and uh, I would definitely recommend it for for any fan of music. Very good. Can't agree with you more. I think it's a very road trip worthy. This is the kind of this is the kind of album you listen to start to finish on a nice road trip going down the road with the windows open. Totally. All right, and as usual, you can get this uh, get this music on usual streaming services, vinyl, CD, digital download, and from pledgemusic.com. Brent will be touring with Chris Stapleton this summer all throughout the US. Go see him if you can. Coming up on our next show, we'll discuss two records with a loose connection. It happens to most artists. After they find success, popularity, and excess on the road, they crash back to earth and record what they're calling a morning after album. (laughs) Yeah, these are going to be two really great records from two really big artists, so make sure and uh, come back and see us in two weeks. All right, right, uh, do us a favor and tell some of your favorite records up on albumnerds.com. Find all our shows up there as well. Yeah, yo, yo, yo. Subscribe to the show in all the usual places, your iTunes, your Google Music, your Stitcher Radio, and uh, please leave us a review on iTunes, a good one. It'll help the show. So thank you so much for listening to the show. Bye, everyone. Have a great week or two weeks. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Say bye, Scott. Pick good music. (laughs) 